It's amazing how driving through the Irish countryside sparks big thinking, or maybe deep thinking. You get to feel the landscape, to imagine our ancestors striding and riding through here long ago. And you can catch glimpses of their ancient monuments, cairns, dolmens and stone circles that reveal the profound connection they had to this beautiful land. Oh, these colours. It is just like a watercolour has poured a load of olive and ochres and grey, dirty blues. You know that colour you get in your... It's sad we never dared to build land monuments on that scale now, other than motorways or data centres or wind farms. At least that was the case until 1993, when 14 daring and monumental artworks were integrated into the landscape around the North Mayo coast, one of which I'm trying to find now. Taking you out along a peninsula out in Eris, in the wilds of Eris, looking for an artwork. The artwork I'm looking for is part of the Tyr Soila sculpture trail in North Mayo. It's the largest public art trail in Ireland. I was commissioned in 1993 to celebrate 5,000 years of human habitation here in County Mayo. Each piece, including the one I'm looking for now, was also built to last 5,000 years. And I'm going out to see how it got on in the first 25 years of its supposed 5,000 year reign. And rain is the appropriate word as it is, well, drizzling, halfway between drizzling and heavy rain pour. Most of the pieces are sort of hidden away and it actually takes effort to seek them out. Did your man say how to get to this place? No. The one we're looking for tonight, me and the producer Colette, is on an island in Black Sod Bay, Clagan Island. But there's a sign for Ilan Clegan, and Ilan Clegan is where we're going, Clegan Island. I think it's one of these islands that you don't need a boat to. It's an island of the mind, really. I've heard different reports as to whether there's an actual road out to this island of the mind, or if I'm going to have to go off piste. So the road has run out and we're now on the sand. Oh God, we really are on the sand. Oh Jesus. The sand is a type of causeway that seems to go on forever. There should be a coastal station or something. Yep, there's something, there will be something at the end of this route. And just as I'm wondering if finding the sculpture will be worth getting stuck, an unexpected piece of art appears. Oh, there it is, Tirasoila. This massive earthwork in the middle of a field with cattle in it. Ha! Huh. It looks just like a, uh, a megalithic tomb. This is the Almanac of Ireland, by the way, a compendium of stories and curiosities from all over the country. And for this chapter, we're visiting an artwork that combines past tragedies with the healing salve of nature. Okay, we're somewhere. We're on on an island. (laughs) I did not expect this. Let's try and look at a bit of art. We've pulled up outside a long, rambling stone building, the refurbished Bell Mullet Coast Guard Station. We're getting so far away from white box galleries like in (laughs) Dublin too. The building overlooks farmland, and the owners, farmers who have been here for generations, are here to greet us. Hello to you. Mon Con's my name. How are you? you? Lawrence Howard. It's good to meet you, Lawrence. Nice to see you. And you? Uh, Lawrence as well, Lawrence <laughs> oh Martin. Lawrence Senior, Lawrence Junior. Yeah, that's it, exactly. 
Oh, I'm the junior. <laughs> I'm mesmerised by the place, the clarity of the air, the salt on the breeze. My eye is drawn to a pristine beach that sweeps off in the distance, and I notice a curved mound of stone and earth, the Tearsilus sculpture. It's that there right in front of the Coast Guard station, right in front of your house, is it? The Tearsilus, this artwork. Yep, there's the, the killing there in the foreground, and then the piece of sculpture is in the, in the background there. Did you catch that? Lawrence referred to a killing or burial ground, which, as it turns out, is the inspiration for this tear soil artwork. Can we go down and see it? Is it possible? Yeah, we'll go and we'll have a walk, yeah. Sure. I'll follow you. So you've just, we've just come down the trainway, the track a little bit, and you've opened up a, a five-bar gate, mm-hmm. and we're right in the, far, in the field that runs right down to the shore, and halfway in the middle of the field is this structure that looks, it looks Neolithic. It's like half grass, half stone. Mm-hmm. So is that yes. it? That's exactly this is it. The it is the sculpture that was created by Marion O'Donnell. It's a remarkably simple structure of just earth and nice stone, with a stone-lined passage through it. The sheer scale of it, at 50 metres long, is really impactful. It's a stone wall with then bermed with, with soil bermed up against it. Is that right? up against, yeah. yeah. And that was a flat field and all that mound was created, material brought in. But perhaps the most moving thing about this piece is the intention behind it. It's called acknowledgement and it's right in front of a burial mound that has stones protruding from the top of it and that dates back to famine times. And it's no ordinary burial site. These stones are grave markers for children who died without being baptised and who, according to the laws of the Catholic Church, weren't allowed to be buried on consecrated ground. And also if somebody was washed ashore and uh, didn't know what religion they were, uh, they wouldn't be allowed into the consecrated ground, they'd be put into places like that. Right. There's no names and nobody knows the number of children that are buried there. So the burial ground would have been a place of, of sadness. Every, people would have known about it. It would have been a place where difficulties, how unbaptized children or sadnesses yes. were left. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. And then you went back to the mainland and you sort of tried to forget about it. Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, that was the teaching. This happened, continued up until relatively recently. Do you think up until the 40s or the 50s? Probably the 40s. It was still happening, yeah. But there would have been local women until recently who would remember but probably wouldn't want to talk about it and wouldn't want to remember. It's very possible. Yeah. That is possible. So it's in a big circle, almost a yeah. swirl. Yeah. And the fact that this wasn't designed, that this is just burials coming, women coming with their babies, leaving it and then going away again. Of course, yeah. the, tr- the cruel teaching of the Catholic Church, they were in limbo, they never got out of that place. And then your family so have almost been guardians as well as of the looking watching over the Coast Guard station, you've been guardians of that site yes. in a way. Like Yes, and we continue to be and let's hope the next generation has the same feelings for it. We turn back to look at the face of the Tearsila artwork. The fifty metre stone wall that supports the mound of earth behind is punctuated by a central passageway, inviting the viewer to walk into and through the mound. And the front wall itself was deliberately designed by the artist to curve gently towards the burial ground, almost embracing it. 
like your mother's arms wrapping around the the um, protecting. protecting them. Yeah, and I think it's it's so appropriate the the piece, and it's amazing that, you know how people see it uh, more when they walk through the passageway, and they say it's like being born through the birth canal again to freedom. Oh. You know the the children are getting the spirits are getting out through the birth canal to to freedom. Lovely. Will we go down to it? So as we approach it, and you can see like the grass in these fields are beautifully kept, not a stone anywhere. The grass is so lush, but on top of the mound it's sort of wilder, it looks like. It's sort of more natural. And what's amazing is this particular artwork, I mean I haven't seen all the, the tear soil artworks, but this stands up to its position. As you said, you're in the most one of the most dramatic situations mm -hmm. in Ireland on this wild Atlantic way with the sea and the coast and the sand dunes. And yet this has its own drama. What I should yeah. do is enter into it now, shouldn't I? Yeah. Go, go right through it. We step into the stone passageway and immediately there's a profound mood change. The minute you come in here, it's silent. So I've come down into the centre of the earthwork and it's about over, it's just two metres tall. So it's just over my, no, it's about 2.4 metres tall because mm -hmm. it's over my head. And the minute you go in the silence, it's, uh, it quietens down because you're out of the wind. Being inside this three-metre stone passage is affecting, moving even. The sculpture offers a meditative space to shelter from the elements and to appreciate the tragedy of the burial mound outside and the harrowing beauty of the place. Now we come out the other side and suddenly you come out again and you're into the wind and you've got this view of the waves, the chopping waves coming in off the Atlantic on one side and then in the bay itself you have uh, a calmer, calmer water and the, 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 the strand ahead. Yeah. yeah. That's some journey. That's almost like a, that's ritualistic, isn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Whoa. Yeah. You're it's out into the wild. Straight into an electrified fence as well. <laughs> The artwork is appropriately named Acknowledgement. It's acknowledging and recognising the real pain of the people who made this burial ground. And by keeping an important communal memory alive, this place also feels like a place of healing. Like I've been to a lot of art galleries, you know, and to see different museums and things, but I've never had an art experience that's quite that, that elemental, you know, yes, yeah. that you're on the very edge of a cliff and you're in touch with something real, with a sort of a, a dark tragedy of our past, of yeah. a way of not honouring our children mm -hmm. and managing to, to at least acknowledge that, if not heal it yes. in an artwork. Even though they, they remain nameless and faceless, they are being talked about and spoken about and with that they're being remembered and hopefully with what's there, they're being honoured to some degree. So it's, it's nice to be able to do that. Yeah. We had mass uh, said there on the 19th of June, 93, and uh, a lark went up over the altar, which was just pretty close to the to the sculpture, and it sang right through the mass, and I think that was our Lord approving of all things that was happening. God. When I came out on this sculpture trail, <laughs> I didn't expect to come across, like, such a potent ground. There is so much healing to be done in this country still. 
And it's amazing how effective good art can be at creating a space for this, both physical space and space within our hearts. Nature wants to help us with this. It just needs guardians like Lawrence Senior and Junior to allow it to exist. Night is gradually falling and I'm aware I'm going to have to get over that sand track one way to get back out onto the mainland. So I might leave you both. Thank you so much for that, Lawrence. Lovely meeting you. It's great stuff. No other. We will meet again. We will.